Welcome to the pre-show. Hi. It's all local singles. Hello. Where, where, where are we? I forgot. For, oh, it looks. <laughs> Hi, listener. Hi, Juan. Cheers. I said I was going to wait a second. And we're drinking wine, listener. And I said, I'm going to wait. And <laughs> five seconds in, first sip. Treating myself with some cheap-ass Ontario wine. Thank you. Oh, Ontario. Supporting local businesses. I'm drinking an orange wine. Classic. Should we take a screenshot to show um, the Discord? Yeah, sure. Cute. I'm like posing like that lady, you know that lady? H-R-H. lady who just like, <laughs> yeah, that not lady. that lady, but <laughs> the like old video, not old, but like from last year, it was like an Asian lady like hitting a pose every five seconds. Oh, yeah. Like and a someone, truly talented model. Yeah, truly talented. And then someone cut like 4 a.m. by crimes into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the good old days. Juan, how are you? Mento health check. Mental health check, everyone. Stop scrolling. Yeah, <laughs> stop scrolling. Do you have water? <laughs> I have water, I have wine. I have not peace of mind, but I'll achieve that at some point in my life. No peace of mind, huh? No, not yet. I'm okay. It's been an interesting week. I think I'm in a good mood this week, though, because I have Monday off due to Christianity. Beautiful. So it like really like lifts my moods when I know that I have a four-day weekend because I don't work on Fridays usually. <laughs> so it's like so amazing. I've been in such a good mood. But my life is still the same, though. There's nothing to really... Yeah. I just remembered today that we went through like a few months in a row of us opening each episode saying how horrible we feel. So I figured <laughs> if we're not doing that, it's a good sign. And we should acknowledge mm-hmm. that we're doing better than then, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the human brain is so stupid that way. Like we don't think about, we don't realize we're feeling better. We just, we just realize when we're feeling bad. Yeah. We just, we just think about the the bad. It's true. It's T. How are you doing? Also fine. Mentally fine. Materially the same. Materially nothing has changed yet. Still locked in our rooms. Yeah. I need a new hobby or something. Latch hooking is starting to hurt my hand. So I'm like taking a break. Snaps. I got um carpal tunnel on my left hand from doing that. Okay, you got carpal tunnel. I had to like rotate my grid to get in there better, sideways in fact. Mm. So I'm not like craning it. But also I find the um what's the word? How you say I was I was chafing a little bit on my finger where I pull oh. it. Oh weird. Like I fully rubbed off the skin in a part of my hand. So I was like, okay, better fucking chill on the <laughs> latch No, for hooking. me, it was like the motion, the, like the gesture of that is like all in your wrist. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's very gay, actually. It's very like limp wrist. Kind you have of. to find a way to the straighten limper, that wrist. The limper the wrist, the easier the hooking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so we're still doing that. Yeah, I'm still hooking. I'm like slowly making progress through Brutus the Bear. I just like hated the background of it. The blue that they sent to me is so ugly. The background so, is really tedious in every yeah. single one I've done. Yeah, because you don't have to, at that point, you don't even have to check for color anymore. It's just like over and over and over. You're just like grinding, yeah. Yeah. I'm almost done, though. I'll post on Twitter once it, and the Discord once it's done. I can't wait to see your bear. I don't really know what else I did. Oh, I bought a, I rented a really expensive mic for this episode, but... Mm. As you know, it was picking up like multiple radio stations and I couldn't fucking use it. I think it might have been my cable, but I think it's in combination with maybe perhaps an old mic that's been banged around a little bit. 
And like the protection mm-hmm. that is built in was maybe less than it should have been. That's so bizarre to me because it doesn't have like an antenna or anything, right? I guess it is an antenna. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's just like vintage technology really is what, te- is what uh, microphones are. But it was picking up like multiple, it was like a buzzing, but also like I heard Amy Winehouse, you know, I'm no good. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was in my headphones, but it was fully on the recording. I was like, there's no way I can get rid of that. Yeah. So you were like transported back to 2008, yeah. 2007. Yeah. Really weird. So back to the old mic, waste of money, that's just that's, a rental yeah. luckily, but. Yeah, thankfully, that's kind of what we learned from buying these mics. A little, oh, it looks like what they use for like frenemies, actually. Oh, really? It's like, it looks like a grenade podcast, to me, yeah. fully. Yeah. It's I've cool. seen those. I feel like that's what they use for, yeah. It's the Electro Voice RE20. Like, just like aesthetically, it's like a, just like gray. It looks very Lufthansa 90s to me. Yeah, it does. 70s, 90s. It literally looks like HRH and yeah. It's um kind of like an army green is what it actually is. Mm-hmm. It's because listen, we've we've gone through mics. I initially was podcasting on uh, the Yeti, which is like the classic podcasting. No, mostly ASMR. ASMR mic, yeah. Mic, but that shit picked up everything. Like I couldn't move when I was recording. So we moved on yeah. to the Shure M58, 57 or something like that. Um, SM58. That is like the cheapest. It pretty much. It's like the pop star mic because it can be like yeah. thrown around on stage. And I'm guessing... Because it's a stage mic, it's also built to cancel out interference, which is why we don't hear shit on it. Like, right? Like, Amy Winehouse, you know, I'm no good. Like, it's meant to like cancel out everything else that's on the stage with it. So, at least for that, I mean, whatever. I still wish I could use this RE20, but I did sound good on it. I tested it. I sounded nice. Whatever, though. Put it up your ass. Yeah, honestly, huge. Literally, this is like a pretty big dildo. What would you say, like nine inches? Let me see again. It's really the diameter yeah, that's the issue. It's really, it's a bit too thick. Yeah, it's like beer can vibes. I can't get my finger around it. <laughs> Actually, I can. I can if get my can, middle finger and thumb. If you can't get your fingers around that, you shouldn't put it up your hole, I think. That's a, my rule of thumb. Yeah. Still going to need a top, though. <laughs> <laughs> Still going to need a mic. Um, so, yeah, what's... What's what have you been watching recently, Joshy? It's <laughs> <laughs> a pointed question because I know exactly what you watched last night. Short answer: <laughs> Princess Diaries, Princess oh, no, really? of Genovia. The Genovia, right? That's the country. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be between um, France and Switzerland. I think is what they say in the movie, okay. which I believe is a border. But that's fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I see it right now. Also, isn't your last name like really? I remember it's like Greek or something. It's like Stolopoulos or something. Yeah. 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 Rinaldi Mionet something. Yeah. It's very like pan European for sure. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like very easy to impress Americans. So it's like they just like. Definitely. I mean, fully yeah. British accents are involved. <laughs> <laughs> In France. Or yeah. Like next to France. Honestly, what a movie though. Loved it. Always loved was- it. Oh, really good. Um, on Disney Plus, which I'm, I'm on my second month of, I hate to admit it. I am actually, it's over though. I've canceled it after this month. It's done. I finished the Disney Plus podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I finished <laughs> Samantha Who. I was watching Samantha Who. Oh my God. This shit you watch is so random. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Remember when I mentioned Scrubs one episode that didn't last very long? Oh, yeah. 
to my credit, that didn't last very long. I remember Samantha who? That's uh, Christina Applegate, right? Samantha who's Christina, yeah, and also Melissa McCarthy. So random. That's so random, Joshua. Thank you. Is it funny? You're, you're just so random. Oh my God, you're just oh so random. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> if you get it, you get it. Well, I can't really recommend Samantha Who. It like ends strong, yeah. but um, it's all about being Apartment 23 for me. Right, right, right. Still to this day. Okay, but going back to Prince's Diaries, I watched okay. Romy and Michelle two weeks ago. Oh. And that was a movie that as a kid I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. Well, as a teenager or whatever, I don't remember. But I rewatched it and I was underwhelmed by how unfunny it was. Just not enough one-liners, not enough jokes, not enough like yeah. make me laugh. They're yeah. just kind but of like cute they're just like lovable characters, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I watched it later in life, meaning like within the last five years for the first time, mm-hmm. and I felt the same. Like it was likable, but not that not funny. Iconic. Right? Yeah. No, I just saw that um, on Clock Watchers. Mm-hmm. got uploaded or you know is available on prime now and it was like nowhere on the internet for the longest time if you know yeah, if you f- like one two three movies or whatever oh did you yeah if you yeah follow john early he's always talking about clock watchers and how like well he tweeted about it today. iconic it is oh really he tweeted that he's doing like a showing of it a screening of it at metrograph uh in new york as he should with the director yeah so yeah now that it's available i'm like i think i'm gonna watch that tonight it's with um, Tony Collette. The cast is insane. It's like Tony Collette, Lisa Goodrow, and someone really famous. Oh, Parker Posey was not that famous, but she's oh, iconic. Oh, Posey Heads? Love her. Posey Heads. Posey Heads yeah. United, you know? <laughs> Honestly, you're a Posey Head like this, <laughs> like this comment. <laughs> Posers. <That's> like, <laughs> Posey Heads are like discerning gays. They're like gays with taste. Because her filmography yeah. is like not, not like run of the mill. It's like pretty... It's not super obscure, but it's like, you have to know. You, if you know, you know. It's like Christopher Guest. She is the, the eternal underdog. Have you ever watched Best in Show? No, I've never seen Best in Show. I think you would like it. It's like a comedy, early 2000s. I think I would. Like a, a fake documentary about the dog owners. Right. Eugene, Catherine. Exactly, exactly. Same cast as usual, yeah. Cute. She plays a funny role of like early 2000s when Starbucks was just coming a th- becoming a thing. And she plays like a yuppie <laughs> who drinks a lot of Starbucks, which I think nowadays doesn't translate. But oh was my funny God. Time, it was like a status symbol before. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. One 90s movie that I really did enjoy, like actually, was Jawbreakers. Oh, I didn't see you should watch that one. That one's like, I actually really enjoyed it and laughed. Okay. Which is like, I've yeah. definitely seen that poster. Um, is it anything like Mall Rats? Because I could not stand Mall Rats. It was like too male centered. No. no, it's all it's all girlies and it's like more teenage based. Like it's in a, in a high school. Cute. Okay. It happens in high school. Yeah. It's a more it's more Mean Girls Heathers than it is like uh, anything else. Cute. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. That one actually pretty aged like fine wine. I love when that happens. So did Princess Diaries, honestly. I mean, it's all nostalgia for me, but funny. I want to rewatch it. Is it did you laugh? Like, did you? Um, no, I know it by heart, but um, really? I wonder if you would laugh. I truly wonder. Who you know, to watch it. Do you know? It's Anne's first role. Like, it's crazy yeah. for her first role. And the best friend is great, Lily. And Jeremiah has always been my crush. He's the red hair guy, like neon red. Super hot. Super fucking hot. Mm. Love that movie. Love that film. Mandy Moore. I mean, give me a break. Mandy Moore is in it? 
Eric Von Detten, if you know him. Hottie. He's, he plays Josh. His name is Josh. He's Hunk. Hunk? 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 <laughs> Does he show cock? No. <laughs> Hunk? <laughs> um, okay. I, is this is this Patreon pre-show? I don't even know what we're I doing. I think this is pre-show, yeah. This was the riveting pre-show. Um, listener... <laughs> Thank you for listening. We are talking fame in the main show. Yeah. We're examining fame in 2021 through different figures, such as Chase Icon, Addison Ray, Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's really all from the past month, isn't it? Fame has really, yeah. um, to quote MIA, changed hands. <laughs> we're gonna become obsessed with that mining. honestly yeah it's so good yeah rightfully so yeah okay thanks for listening time for the main show babes see you there <laughs> don't fucking tell me what to do do, do. my landlord is killing me my man is killing me <laughs> okay the discord has been active recently you're right yeah in my fashion i'm so singy today oh i'm still recording interesting <laughs> yes yeah, i've been recording this whole thing That's you're true. gonna have to cut a bunch of my singing here. definitely <laughs> definitely that you should edit it in <laughs> oh yeah do you want to introduce the real episode um, <clears throat> Hi, sisters. <laughs> oh, wig. It's hot local singles. Hot. Local singles. Hi. Hi, sisters. Hi, sisters. <laughs> Welcome back to our podcast. Hi, wiglets. Hi, wiglets and wiglatinos. Yeah. Wiglet Latinx. If you're listening to this, please bear with us. We are a bit. The range right now, but get into it. <laughs> yeah, match us. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's hot local singles, by the way. Hello, Juan. Hi, Joshi. <laughs> so now you know our What's names, up? listener. Um, <laughs> welcome to the pod. We're talking fame today. Yeah. If you know us, you may you might know that we kind of like to um, create a theme to talk about mm-hmm. because it's our show and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Trixie Mattel. So this this shows all the fame. And um, coincidentally, so much fame happened this month. Yeah, it seems like the the nature of fame itself, the concept of fame has been redefined in just the last week, even. Yeah, kind of. So we're, yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> we're like being hyperbolic, but in a way, it has. there's a lot of different interesting developments that we're going to analyze and see how they speak to like what fame is like mm-hmm. so at the top we're going to look at different career arcs of celebrities such as ariana grande chase icon Lil nas x and addison ray and yes we're using celebrity very loosely yeah with us. Gonna, stick with <laughs> us because we really think that there's something brewing something um i would use the term a change of hands happening yeah in the in the fame industry yeah so should we start with Ariana? Seems like that was like the big news of the week. Yeah, let's start with Ariana, sure. So, listener, I'm sure you know by now. Actually, many people don't care and don't know, but uh, <laughs> Ariana Grande was announced <laughs> to be the next host, or um, sorry, one of the next judges 
<laughs> to use correct parlance of the view. Oh my God, I need to start the sentence again. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you need to leave that in. That's hilarious. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, you're human, the voice. Imagine. <laughs> One of the other five senses, not sight, yeah, not the view. Yeah, not the <laughs> Actually, I have voice is not a sense, so never mind. Yeah. The view <laughs> the is one sense. sense, the voice is the other sense. <laughs> In gay parlance, yes, that's the senses. Um, okay. The wig is the third sense. Now officially no one's listening. So yeah, Ariana Grande is going to be on The Voice next season. And traditionally, mm. right, The Voice is for, how do I put this? How do I put this nicely? Do know, yeah. I, 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 I wasn't very nice. You weren't, you've, yeah, you've taken up this cause. The voice, I think, is for legacy artists. Should we put it that way? Legacy. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Veterans. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. Only the hits. <laughs> so, what surprised you about Ariana Grande going on The Voice next season? Mm-hmm. Thanks for the question. So yes, I was very vocal about it on Twitter and the Discord. Oh, and Discord if you don't yet. Uh, and I use the term, the technical term, "washed up." If I recall, <laughs> that's what I called her. You did. I think what's interesting about Ariana Grande, and this is a bit of a background. I'm setting up the background for this discussion. Is Ariana Grande is the closest thing the culture has to a main girl right now? Main pop girl. Aside from. Main pop girl, yeah. Aside from the legacy artists such as Beyonce and maybe Lady Gaga and blah, 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 Ariana was really the one of her generation that had made it onto the status of like setting the agenda for pop culture. Mm. And I think this is something that started happening right in the transition between Dangerous Woman into Sweetener. She had this transition where she went from being just any other pop star into a more artistically inclined pop star with a bit more of a vision. And then I think the culture reacted to that and she won her first Grammy with Swingner. And then she really hit her hit her peak with Thank You Next, which was an era in which no one could stop talking about Ariana Grande. And she had matched that chart success with something that makes a pop star, which is an interesting life. I think Ari at that point had like such an interesting narrative arc in the sense that... Um, the Manchester attacks had just happened. Mm-hmm. She had done like this, like really runaway engagement, really quick, like out of nowhere, sort of. Her last, her previous fiance, not fiance, but boyfriend, Mac Miller, had just died. So it really seemed like she had like the makings of what would make like a real, like a legacy artist, like a legend. But like I feel like I'm, we're using them interchangeably, but it's not the same. Like for me, the con- like the issue at hand is becoming a legend. Like Ari had successfully at the end of Thank You Next had successfully become a main pop girl. Thank You Next ends. What is the next step? Once you're a main pop girl, what's next? Hmm. In the terms of the career arc for a pop artist, I think you try, you strive to then become a legend. We see this with like Lady Gaga. We see this with Beyonce. We see this like you hit a point where you're like the girl that everyone cares at the moment, but then you have to do something so that people keep caring about you. You know, Lady Gaga went into Oscar territory. Beyonce started making like really conceptual albums. Madonna's Madonna. I'm thinking of other legends out there. Mariah Carey just kept making really good music. Um, Rihanna crafted like a crazy, not a crazy, but a really interesting persona for herself. And then in Ariana's career, she was at this point and then Positions came, which we rated in our podcast a few months ago. And... I would call it a 
light flop? What do you think? <laughs> is it a flop? I don't know. Probably. I mean, I don't know the numbers, I think it but is. people liked it a lot less than at least we did. Yeah. It was kind of an R&B genre album. Yeah, and I think culturally it's like, she took a risk, I think, to do something that I was a bit more like, exper- not experimental, but like more like, yeah, niche. And it really didn't work. I think that culturally it made her a bit less relevant. So fast forward to this week. This is all set up for what the issue at hand is. Ariana Grande, after a light flop, which wasn't a huge flop, but a bit of a flop, announces that she's going to do The Voice. And that's when a tweet, Ariana Grande washed up, confirmed. Mm. Some people disagreed, and I definitely think that, obviously, my hyperbolic statement is wrong in many ways. Why people but love I you. do, I do think that it is a step back, or not a step back, but a deviation into a path towards legend status. Because as you mentioned at the top of the episode, the voice is and will still is associated with acts that can no longer book other jobs, essentially, right? Like, hmm. it's a great gig for money. They all get paid a lot of money. But if you look at the people who have done the voice are people who are at a point in their career where they, they don't really, are not really active in the charts. They're not active in like critical acclaim terms. And by this, I mean like Katy Perry did it after Witness. Or maybe during Witness, actually. Hmm. Maria did it after like her comeback had already come and gone. Um, J-Lo had done, did it after way after it should happen. I mean, anyways, I just I just saw that in her career arc, the voice signaled a step away from becoming a legend. Because at the end of the day, the voice is not impressive. It's not a fun, interesting thing for a pop star to do. It's just not. Ready for the counterpoint? Yeah, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> so you're forgetting an entire gender of people on The Voice. Blake and Felton, John Legend, legend. Adam Levine. <laughs> they're all still on the charts. Uh, they're all still relevant people to the music buying public. They're I all still on the radio. So I, I hate to tell I you. They're also on the when radio. When was the last time Maroon 5 charted? Moves Like Jagger, which is like 2001. No. Blake Shelton makes it on the country charts, but I Blake mean, Shelton. They have the airplay. They have the fan base. They're not over, you know? I don't think I don't think Ariana's over, but I think the voice strips away a sort of like, like star power. Like this sort of like, that makes a legend. Like... The reason why I said this is because you don't see Beyonce, you don't see Taylor, you don't see Rihanna, you don't see these women. And you just see legends do it, like Britney and Mariah, I would say are legends who did reality TV competitions, but they had already been cemented as legends. I think that Ariana is at a crossroads where the worst, she, where the worst thing she can do is this. Not the worst, but... I think like gay guys care about that. End of list. <laughs> like people like my aunt who actually watch The Voice genuinely love the show and everyone on it. And like their perception, the perception of the people who judge that show only goes up in the viewer's eyes. Like they don't think of it in terms of she's on the decline because they're like not mentally ill like we are, you know? <laughs> like they're just like happy to like be entertained and then they go and buy the album after. So. In terms of like coolness and legacy, I don't know if I can speak to that really. I mean, is the voice cool? No. But did it make Adam Levine a heartthrob? Yes. So 
I think there's like potential for growth either way. I think it's interesting because I, I said off the top that it's perhaps for legacy acts or, um, right. For like late career acts is what I mean. And that might've been true, but what's the point in launching an album right now? I don't think there is one. Yeah, yeah. I think like the alternative would be for her to get back in the studio and like be cool again. Right. But yeah, touring's in shambles. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the new normal, you know? Like, I feel like there's not really much else for her to do, for her to stay in the public eye and, like, stay, in a way, A-list, be on people's screens every night. It's like, it's not your demographic, but we've said it before, I don't think our demographic matters as much as it used to. I think our demographic doesn't... We don't buy We don't buy music, but I think it matters in terms of the long-term career arc of an artiste. Like, I think Ariana Grande is becoming, by doing that, she's just becoming less impressive in, like, critical acclaim terms and in terms of, like, what makes someone stay impressive throughout the age, like, throughout decades. So you're coming at it from a very distinctly selling out standpoint, I think, which is very indie rock of you. I think I'm coming... No, 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 no. I'm coming in from a point of when you're a mean girl, your next, if you want to keep doing interesting stuff, the next step is to become a legend. And the voice judging is not the stuff of legends. And that's just the period of it. Yeah. It's the stuff that legends do once they've been cemented. Sure. If they want to pay a quick paycheck, but Ari is not a legend. Ari has not reached that point yet. And I'm sure that, yes, doing a year of The Voice is not going to preclude her from maybe dropping the most experimental and amazing album next next uh, year. But I do think that the distraction of The Voice could derail her career. And I think that's it's sort of like what happened to Gaga after Art Pop is like you have to make a choice. Every pop girl will face a flop. And Ari's was even the, the lightest flop out there. It wasn't even mm-hmm. a real flop. I think what you do after a flop is the most important point of your career. Katy Perry, I think the main, like the best counterpoint, the best comparison is what Katy did versus what Lady Gaga did. Lady Gaga kept experimenting. And at first people were like, that's like, why is she making jazz? But I think that through that, she became a legend. Katy did American Idol. Katy's, I don't think you can call Katy a legend. I didn't think she, because she's no longer interesting. I think that when you do the voice, it just doesn't make you interesting. First of all, it takes a lot away of the allure and the mystery of a pop star. But Ariana's never been mysterious. I think that's the issue. I think I'm reading it in a way that my problem with it, and I think that's why I do think the counterpoint that people are saying in Discord is true. Ari's not what I'm thinking she is. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think that because of Sweetener and Thank you, Next. I thought she had the stuff of Legends, but I don't think she does. I think that I'm misreading. I'm, I'm forgetting the fact that she came up on Nickelodeon. I'm forgetting the fact that she's been on TV. She's been on Scream Queens. But I think it's a shame because I think she's a beautiful singer and I think that she could have become legendary. Or she still could. I mean, I mean, who knows? I loved that season of Scream Queens. Yeah, it's really good. But do you see where I'm coming from? Do you see what I mean? I don't think it's like an indie rock thing. I think it's more of a like, this is like, Gay men, yes. Gaming, cosplaying, like A and R, like yeah. <laughs> like man, like we're like managers for pop stars. So it's really all it doesn't really add to anything. We're just like literally like cosplaying right now. I think like the idea of a legend is so vague to me. I don't even 
Like, I don't even connect with that. You know what I mean? I think it's just like a new media situation. Like, I don't know. I don't connect with, I guess, the paradigm that you speak of, you know? Um, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I, I kind of like, I think of it differently. I think of it kind of exciting. I think it's kind of exciting for her, like, to go on the voice to at do this the voice? point in her life. Yeah. Exciting? No, I'm going to disagree with that. Exciting? And you can, and you can. <laughs> no. But I like, I don't like, I don't have this like magical thinking anymore. Like I used to be more of a stand, but I don't have this magical thinking of like, what can we do to make Ariana a star, you know? Or like, what can, no. <laughs> how can I support her? Like how, like what should Scooter be doing to like further her career? Like, I think it's, it's probably just about staying in the public eye at this point, you know, when there's no touring. But there's a reason why my original tweet resonated with people and why you even said that the voice is a thing for legacy acts. Yeah. Like, I think that it's, it's a thing that a main girl doing the voice does look like a step down. Yeah. It's not, it's not the most impressive thing to be doing at all. I think if Gaga had done the voice after Art Pop, she wouldn't be an Oscar, an Oscar winning icon. But I mean, like, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? It honestly feels like we're talking about different things to me. You know, like pop girls, it's just like not really the same. Like Ariana, I think, isn't a main pop girl. Like, I don't really know what a main pop girl means anymore. Like, I think you need to like let her be free from like the shackles of like I mean, trajectories. I'm not calling her up and being like, stop doing this. I'm just speculating. Like, yeah. Like a faggot. I mean, it's not like, I'm not, it's not the tears. I'm not being like, you need, I'm not calling her. I mean, like, you need to stop. I'm just speculating what her career arc is going to, going to look like. And at the end of the day, it's like a, a, an art. We look, we're like professional pop commentators and we look at it through the lens of art and through the lens of like, what is an interesting thing for a performer to do? I think that in the most basic of terms, doing, regardless of any legend or status, doing the voice is the least interesting thing that anyone can do. And from that standpoint, I'll criticize it because it's like, really, you're doing the voice? It's so boring to me. I think I just figured it out. I think I haven't really cared about her music in years. Oh. And like, you listen to her probably, right? I listen to her a lot. So period, that's what it is. We just solved it. Yeah, that's definitely that. We're not even talking about the same thing because I don't care about her music. (laughs) And I'm, and I'm invested in her career arc because I really thought it was an interesting one in the sense that she had come from like a TV point, like such a kiddie status to the point that she had built up so much respectability with Sweetener and Thank You Next. Mm-hmm. Like she really was at the zenith, zenith of her respectability and like this potential of being like an artist. And then I just think the voice is like an, an interesting move to do in that case. I think you're right. I think we can't predict what's going to happen. I mean... Someone pointed on my tweet that Nikki did Idol at her peak. Mm-hmm. And then after that came the Pink Prince. So she did come out with like a really interesting album right after. So that could happen with Ariana too. Like you just really, really just never know. And as we'll talk, like the career paths of fame nowadays are so different than what they used to be and so deviant. Like that even, who knows, maybe nowadays the voice is not even just for legacy acts. But I think that if you look at the evidence, most people who have done The Voice or Idol afterwards, their career kind of stalls in terms of like cultural relevance. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I can't think of anyone aside from Nikki that after doing, after judging a reality show competition, were interesting. Period. Yeah, like Christina Aguilera for six seasons. 
Like Christina Aguilera, but like again, J-Lo, like even Mariah. It's like, they're all, those are all different generations of pop stars, right? Like, yeah. you can yeah, also sure. think, I think Kyle on Discord was thinking of it also as sort of a new generation of judge type, where it's like, right. actually, it's like, imagine if they got like a TikTok star to judge it next week. Like, it's almost like Ariana Grande is a gradient of a new type of judge and a new type of The mm-hmm. Voice. Mm-hmm. A new era for the voice, you could call it. I mean, certainly the most relevant person on the panel. Like at the moment, it's Blake Shelton, or will yeah. be um, Blake Shelton, John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, who admittedly has a but huge. See, they're show. not relevant. They're not. They might sell, but they're not relevant. No one thinks of them culturally. Was Ari Ari had cultural power for 2019, and I think the voice it takes the cultural capital away from you. That's it. She's going to get real capital, but the cultural capital of being a pop girl with an interesting era. You don't get that from The Voice. You don't get that from The Voice, but I don't think it precludes it from happening again. Yeah, you, you might not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's like just a show. <laughs> I think it's just a show, but um, they did do a really good job of locking down the has-beens up until this point. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, like the Gwen Stefani's, the like Katy Perry's, no offense because I know you're a Katy cat. Like, oh, sure. I'm like looking at a list. Alicia Keys. Yeah, they're... Like her. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. But she has no cultural, she has no cultural relevance. Jennifer Hudson I like. Culturally. Yeah, I, like I mean, I like these performances. They have great <laughs> songs, but none of them are like, no one's checking for them. No one's really checking for them. Well, listen, the only fucking people people are checking for are, are like Addison Ray at this point. So <laughs> it's a short list. <laughs> also, something that I was thinking about that I thought was really interesting is because I was thinking about it very much like, I already said this, like, Ari was at a point where, like, Gaga and Katie were, like, five years ago, where they had to, like, mid-career, and they have to make a choice about what, what comes next. And we talked about this with Selena and Justin, too, recently. But oh yeah, I was thinking about it. There's no contemporaries to Ari. Like, there's really none. There's a generation of Gaga, Kesha, and Katie, and then the generation of Ariana Grande, but she doesn't have any, she doesn't have no, any rivals. She doesn't have any other people to share the spotlight with. What about like Kiki Palmer, like um, no, but she's not people like that. I think the closest thing is Selena Gomez, mm. but she's not relevant at all. It's like the the the, the pop stars that were born in our years, like ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. Mm-hmm. It's like a lost generation. There's really not that many. It's true. Only really Ariana <laughs> made it. It's true. And then it skips crop. to like yeah, it skips to like Lord was like a bit too young for Ariana to be Ariana's con- counterpart. And also, Lord's retired at this point. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Like, but yeah, I was thinking that. I was like thinking, like, really, like that generation, no one made it to like huh. pop stardom the same way that Ari did. Where are they now? Yeah, I mean, Justin Bieber, sort of. He still sells a lot. Um, okay, we simply must move on. The listener like Sorry, broke a sweat during that last convo, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, nowadays, I think in the end, I'm wrong. And you guys are probably right. Like, I can't try to predict what's going to happen with Ariana Grande's career, especially nowadays where fame looks so different. Like, like even the voice nowadays maybe is not so frowned upon as it was earlier in like a few years ago. Because, yeah, nowadays people are coming up into fame in such different ways. Mm-hmm. And one of those people is Chase Icon, mm-hmm. who was profiled on Vice this week. Yeah. Um, you read it, right, Joshua? What did you think about it? Loved it. It starts with a kind of magical fantasy 
of Chase Icon being doted upon by her servants with like gold leaves <laughs> waved upon her and like served by servants and by the pool and like Miami and all this stuff. And then, and then it turns out that Chase Icon is actually writing this story and being interviewed on Zoom simply. Mm. I thought it was, yeah, it was really interesting. Oh, should we talk? Should we say who Chase Icon is? Because I actually didn't know oh, yeah, her, in case. her backstory. Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't either. Yeah. She's like an internet celebrity. Would you call it? Like, it's so hard to define. That's the whole point of it, right? I don't know. She's essentially someone who had a Stan account, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, which must have come out. I think, sure, her Stan account started in 2013. So probably around Art Pop. And then from that, she got like a lot of followers. And then recently started doing a lot of like voice impersonations or something. Yeah. That went viral. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Chase Icon is famous because, or at least like followed on Twitter because of Mm. her impersonations of like Lady Gaga. And it turns out on her song SRS, the quote of Lady Gaga at the top is actually Chase imitating Lady Gaga flawlessly, which I didn't, I didn't make that connection until I read that, but... We've rated that, that we rated that track on our We did. It's a really good impersonation and a really good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I knew it was an impersonation because I, I did know she did Gaga impersonations. I didn't know it was like a running thing that she did it with Kylie and Gaga. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So she came up that way. Um Twitter, not TikTok for once, kind mm-hmm. of retro. Literally. And she's pivoting to music, right? Yeah. So she had that single. Yeah. And a lot of what this article focuses on is this sort of like how being a fan leads to fame, I guess, is what the angle of it is. How she came up as a fan, like a stand account, and then using that knowledge. Sort of what we were talking about earlier, being like a pop commentator where no one's asking you your opinion on what a pop girl should do next. Um, and I'm sure like all stands love to do that. And I'm sure that she did as a stand account. I don't, I didn't follow her. And then, but how that translates into when you actually put it into practice, right? You're not just commentating, you're now using it to create your own brand. Mm. And I think that's what makes Chase Icon interesting is that, say, as opposed to Addison Ray, who we'll talk about let's, right now, let's talk about it, let's mention it all. Addison <laughs> Ray is a TikTok star who just is just like, I don't know, TikTok. Uh, but Chase Icon seems to be someone who's, of much more like discerning taste or like mm-hmm. has a more interesting point of view just from being exposed to like online discourse for so long. I don't know. Yeah. But in a way it kind of seems like she's more taken up by this, by the crowd that we were talking about earlier, the, like the, the gay crowd that doesn't really buy any music or doesn't really like mm-hmm. define anything, but who loves to have opinions about stuff. And she's really popular and like well respected among those kinds of people who I think we've broadly fall into. Yeah. Interesting come up in a way to Lil Nas X. Starts yeah, as totally, like exactly. a stan amongst the curlies mm-hmm. and gays and like pivots to music and it I mean works. <laughs> works in different ways. <laughs> Lil Nas X went number one for a million years, but yeah. Chase Icon has like the vice right up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's its own type of, I don't know, retro fame, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, there's something in like, the line that I wrote down on the art from the article that says, fame is no longer about just one moment. You're Antoine Dodson's of the world who came and went in a flash. 
In 2021, real fame comes after the initial bump for Chase, one of success wouldn't do. She's in it for the long haul. Anything? Hmm. I think that's interesting because what I've, we've been seeing a lot is people who have viral moments and then harvest those one-offs into like careers. Mm-hmm. Famously, Dasha did that. Of Red Scare. Not in pop music, but you know, in like the film industry. Addison did that. It's funny how the pivot is often music industry. Like, yeah. for all the new platforms there are, it's still like you release a song to get even bigger. Yeah. You know? That's what drag queens do too, actually. Like, once they're off it's true. drag race, they release a song. Really interesting to mention Antoine Dodson, though. If you recall, yeah. listener, that's the hide your kids, hide your wife guy mm-hmm. from a decade when like black people went viral all the time just for like basically saying words for speaking for being emotional and speaking yeah Mm -hmm. and it makes sense that he would have no agency over any type of career because the joke was never with him it was at him exact yeah 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 yeah. and that's like what's been different from different to the come up of these new artists it's like yeah all the jokes are with them and or like they're the ones who even make the joke you know they're like does Addison Ray of TikTok make jokes about herself? She must, right? I don't think so, no. I mean, I'm not familiar, but I'm familiar with Charlie D'Amelio. Emilio. Yeah. Similar. I had a little, like... Basically, just, yeah, like, a, lifestyle content. Like, aspirational, kind of California yeah. lifestyle content. And dancing videos. Dancing, of course. Yeah, I think that's how Addison became a thing. Like, dancing stuff. Like, you just copy the same dances that yeah. everyone's doing. On Jimmy yeah. Fallon last week, she did dances, mm-hmm. and it was, as they say, cringe AF. <laughs> yeah, very much high cringe. <laughs> it's funny, like even that, like the media was pretty much united in that it was cringy when Addison mm-hmm. Rae went on Jimmy Fallon, but even that stuff was like good-hearted in comparison to like the headlines of yesteryear. You know, like yeah, 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 Addison yeah, yeah. Rae is very much supported you know like she'll yeah, be totally, she yeah. has like the industry behind her whoever like is the lead or head of her label right now is clearly obsessed with her because jimmy fallon after one single okay literally literally yeah and i mean I, it, it probably comes with the fact that she comes with her own like she already made her fan base prior yeah to that so it's like a, such a safe investment in the sense that at least they're like let's i don't know how many followers she has on, on tiktok but at least half of them will buy whatever she sells so yeah. It's like the safest investment you could ever make. Yeah. That's sort of, I guess, one of big change about fame nowadays is that if you want to be famous, you have to come with your fans. <laughs> like, yeah. if you want to keep, if you want to knock on doors for like a record label or like a film script like Dasha, mm-hmm. it really helps if you already have a built-in fan base, which say someone like Gaga was a nobody when the fame came out. Yeah. She just became famous out of the sheer power of her bops. Yeah. In the MIA documentary, she like goes to the Interscope head office and like mm. plays a tape for someone. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> imagine the music preceding. The, yeah. Now even TV show yeah. writers have to have like, you know, a hundred thousand followers. No, literally. Yeah. You have to promote your work, right? Like you have to show that you're going to be able to promote it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think in a way sucks because, I mean, it's all different, right? I'm sure it's just a matter of changes in time, but also I think it sucks because it takes the focus away from the music a bit. What music? Like Addison Ray, like 
back in the day, in the Gaga, MIA, they became famous out of the power of the music that they were putting out. Yeah. Aaron Sunray is already famous even before Obsessed came out. You know, she was famous just out of, there's like, yeah, the music's not speaking. It's like the celebrity speaking before the music. And even though I really like Chase Icon as a, as an icon and as a figure, it's the same thing, right? Like mm. SR, SRS came after she already had like a bunch of followers. True. Twitter. Yeah. It is a pivot. Mm. Music is now a yeah. pivot. And um, I don't, I feel like it wasn't before in the same way. How do we feel about the outrage cycle that happened around Lil Nas X last week? Because I think mm. that is its own type of fame. Like, I think it was... Totally. I mean, there was some kind of, like, satanic music video with, like, you know, decent CGI, I guess. <laughs> not not great. <laughs> not terrible. Cellophane-inspired Self, music video. So, yeah, satanic video paired with, like, a one-off Nike sneaker that had a drop of blood in it. Oh, yeah. Satanic. They got sued. Did you see him? So yeah, Nike literally did exactly what was hoped and sued, which I feel like you don't hear about a Nike lawsuit too often, but they fully yeah, sued the company and Lil Nas X for... You know how many people that. out there knock off Nike products? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, yeah. They're all over AliExpress. But I mean, mm. I guess you add in like a biohazard and it's like on site. There, there was like blood <laughs> in it or something. Right yeah, there. <laughs> there was a drop of blood. It's pretty crazy. Um but yeah, so, you know, that to me is, I mean, in a way, like all of this is the same and it's all just like so <laughs> ubiquitous. Like it's all this like kind of homogenized internet culture phenomenons, mm -hmm. you know, that make me just kind of shut down a little bit. Like Addison Rae, <laughs> um, Lil Nas X, I feel like they're so inevitable. They just like happen so I kind of just like throw my hands up when stuff like that happens. And I'm like, yeah. it's not for me. And like, I don't, I don't need to think about it. You know, like that's, that's yeah. how I got with Addison Ray. It was like really hard for me to engage with engage. Yeah. Like I did hit play on the song and I do find it like relatively catchy. It's not that bad. Yeah. It's a light year for music. I think the, the, the refrain in the chorus is bad, but apart from that, it's not that bad. Like the, she says obsessed with me e e e e yeah. really awkwardly, but apart aside from that, it's not that bad. But is it stuck in my head sometimes? Yeah, it is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the Lil Nas X thing, we didn't even discuss it in our last episode because it's been a couple, I think maybe two weeks. Anyways, it was interesting because I agree with you. It seemed so geared towards like outrage culture. And I am so tired of that. I think pandemic yeah. year has been so bad with that. Like so many people, I think 2020 was the year when people cracked the code and realized that yeah. to be relevant, you just have to outrage and outrage and outrage. Yeah. And specifically Lil Nas X's outrage is so derivative of like 90s outrage cycles, like, like Satanism in 2021. <laughs> like who gives a fuck? Like, and I remember when we were on Thought Topics, we were discussing WAP. And my take on it was that I didn't love the music, but I thought that it was interesting how they were able to outrage conservatives. Because I feel like, mm. you know, in our culture nowadays, it's the liberals who get more outrage than conservatives. Mm. But I take that all back with Lil Nas X. I realized that <laughs> outraging conservatives is just as easy as it, as it is to outrage liberals like you just have to like be satanic I guess who would have thought 
It does seem too easy now. Yeah, it felt like the entire news cycle was on autopilot. Like, I was yeah, watching it yeah. pass, you know? I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can predict exactly who's going to come, like, what's going to be said next. Like, yeah, everything When Candace Owens is going to get engaged. Yeah. 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 Totally. When, like, Ben Shapiro is going to say something. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't felt like that so much back-to-back in maybe ever, like with Addison Ray mm-hmm. being kind of media bombed and with Lil Nas X being outrage bombed in like yeah. what the same week or something. And I don't think it's like, I'm not saying it's like the part in his career when like the podcasters turn against him. Like, I don't even think it's that simple. I think it's just like, not even that I'm a bit bored, you know, like, yeah, no, totally, I feel like yeah. he's, I feel like he's barely done enough to, um, to even say he's had a whole era yet, you know? I guess he's had an era with Old Town Road. <laughs> he had an EP, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. in a way, era's not even the right phrasing because I think eras are kind of dead. Like, no one's doing an era but our faves. Dua Lipa, <laughs> she's doing the same era for us. <laughs> Dua Lipa did an era. Yeah, And she's still true. doing that. <laughs> she's going to be doing it until 2026. The pop girls do their eras. But like, mm. for example, the rappers are fucking adding to their albums like, oh, yeah. as a playlist, like long yeah. over for them. That reminds me that that's why I think Ariana Grande has no contemporaries. Because if you recall, for the past five years, we've been saying that pop is dead. Yeah. Sort of facetiously, but also sort of like it is true that rap took over the charts. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason. Why, because the contemporary to Ariana Grande would be The Weeknd or Drake, who are not really... Hmm. The weekend is pop, but yeah, I think like now it's just like it's like Lil Uzi or yeah. Playboy Cardi. Those are the pop stars of today. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I think Lil Nas. This out, al- this video really showed how tired outrage engagement really is, and like it really has become really tiring. And and even Addison Ray, I don't know if this was on purpose, but a lot of it there was a lot of outrage around her. The meme of her dancing in, on Fallon because yeah. did you see the the edit that it was like her doing the dance moves next to like like black dancers doing the same dan- dance moves like ten okay. times better. Okay, yeah. so there was a bit of a news cycle that was that that was like why is why mediocrity being rewarded? Why is Addison Rae on Fallon when she's not even that good of a dancer? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good question. <laughs> it's a valid question. Yeah, I mean, it's just. The name of the game, outrage as many people as you can, and you'll get more popular. Uh, don't know. Yeah. But that's interesting that we brought in Chase Icon because I don't think she's engaged in that yet. No, she hasn't she's, really outraged anyone. She's so in on the joke. And that's the annoying thing about Lil Nas yeah. X is that usually he's a good sport and gets it in a very similar way to how we're describing Chase Icon gets it. He's so internet-brained that, yeah, for sure. He's internet-brained. He's stan-brained. So the layers of irony and just sarcasm, I guess, um, are, like, really appealing to me. But Mm -hmm. um, there was, like, one too few levels of irony this time. It was, like, (laughs) you know, it was just, like, a little bit too what it is. Yeah. A satanic music video. I feel like so much of that ended up being too sincere, even. like yeah. When people came to came came for him, he's really seemed like very taken aback. I'm like, how can you? It's predictable that people would respond this way. Did he respond um, that way? 
I don't know, actually. Well, I think I'm thinking more of the controversy, which he probably wasn't expecting that controversy because there was two controversies, the satanic part and then the copying part. Copying? Copying cellophane by FK twigs. Oh, that part. That part, yeah. No, I think I think for the um, the outrage part, he was all in on Twitter. He was like, oh yeah, trolling a little bit, yeah. But when the 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 FK Twix thing, he like released like a like okay. a more serious thing. Yeah. So that's when it becomes real. When it's like artistic integrity. <laughs> that's when you really have to defend yourself. That's when the outrage goes too far. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting conversation because I texted this to Josh, this Joshy earlier when we were planning the episode. It's like this like narrative that I set up in my head about Ariana Grande now seems so aged and dated, like retro to be caring about Ariana Grande going back to TV. <laughs> <laughs> like because Ariana Grande is probably one of the last ones, last stars that came up through TV. Mm-hmm. True. So her career trajectory, I think, and maybe that's why I held her to that standard because I like she has that trajectory of like the 2000s, 90s. But these people nowadays, it's like you can't compare them. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Yeah, she very, very much was on the precipice of a new age of celebrity. Yeah, yeah, she was like the last one to come up, not online, not stanways. That is very 1993. Literally, like our life experience. Right? Our life experience, yeah, definitely. Like on the edge of like, it's. I always say this. Like, I feel like we were the last ones who didn't have grinder in high school. You might have. I don't know. I didn't. No, of course I didn't. But Are I, you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people who came, who you think the age gap is small, like say ninety six. Yeah. It's not that big, but the experience gap is huge because when you people who were born ninety six had more access to like actual sex gay i'm taking gay experience yeah actual sex during their high school years because there was grinder wow it was like such a like just like the apps literally not just grinder but like twitter and like they just changed life so much and the people yeah like the 92 93 94 pop stars like i guess i guess it is like the cusp between millennials and zoomers so that tracks what a cusp it is yeah i definitely know people who had grinder in like late high school hmm. But I was, it was like shocking to me because I didn't have a compatible phone at the time, you know? <laughs> yeah, we like, had Blackberry. It was like multiple layers of not having that access. Yeah. I mean, you ultimately did have to be really wealthy to have one of the early iPhones. Totally. Like, that wasn't regular, you know? That was, yeah. that was really new technology. I don't think I got an iPhone until like 2014 or something like that. My first was famously the 5, but I probably got it like two years oh, yeah. after the 5. I don't know what my first one was. I can remember. I got five. I got SE eight. My first time with technology was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we've we don't have a thesis that I don't think about. We've had a lot of different thoughts on fame and its changing nature. I think it's probably still in change. Like we don't know what's going to happen yet. We don't know. Um, but listener, don't worry. Mommy and daddy aren't fighting. We still love each other very much. Oh no, that was not even. <laughs> <laughs> that was not even anything yeah um just mommy and daddy fighting over a pop star just the usual yeah i was listening to her yesterday and she to me will always have one of the most beautiful voices yeah. so melodic it's so beautiful oh she's such a good singer i've seen her live <laughs> you have oh, yeah. really? i haven't <laughs> For uh, what? my everything 
Oh, that's like early days. Sorry, Ana Grande. I think it was actually the couture after that, but I'm forgetting what it's called. But yeah, that's when I really that's when I really liked her. Be my baby, much anyone? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So good. Okay, yeah. As Juan said, we don't have a thesis. Maybe you can give us one listener. Talk to us on Discord. Yeah, we love discussion. Get in touch. We'll see you soon. I think that's it, right? We're ending. I have one thing to say, but I feel like it's going to be so out of nowhere because we were talking about like like Chase Icon, Lil Nas, and Edison Ray have used the same platforms to come up, but I think that what it what I learned from like comparing them is that it's not a matter of just a platform; is what you do with it because their come ups are so different. Like mm. even though they all came up in an age of Stanhood and like easy access to internet there's still the same tiers of like respectability that are happening in cultural industries. Like I don't think people regard Chase Icon in the same level as Addison Ray, even though they came up through the internet. So I feel like in a way the old divisions still prevail in some ways hmm. of like what's higher brow, even though it's all pop music within pop music, there's like brows. There's like higher brow pop. There's lower brow pop. Hmm. So I think the comparison between the three and listener, let me know, let us know what you think about like those three comparisons. I think the three of them show like how different it can be even using the same platforms or the same technologies. But yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next week is against. If you can't already tell, where we have Gaga and MIA on the brain. It's <laughs> Art Pop versus Maya next week on Against. It's going to be good. Listen to that. It's going to be out on Patreon. It'll be on Patreon, yeah. So you have to subscribe. So you have to subscribe, exactly. But next mm. week on the main feed, we're unlocking Britney versus Britney, Blackout Against in the Zone. So mm-hmm. hope you'll listen. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.